0: Hey, everybody, Pastor Paul here on a Tuesday morning, November 8th, 2022, the year of our Lord. Thanks for joining us for Romans Rewind. This is where we take 10 or 15 minutes every weekday morning to run parallel to our preaching series through the book of Romans. And these last few weeks, we've been in Romans 14 and 15, broadly looking at this topic of what do we do when Christians disagree? We're not talking here about disagreement on matters of the gospel or mere Christianity as as C.S. Lewis would call it or core doctrinal truth or our confessional statement of faith. We're not talking we're not arguing about those things. Paul is writing to the church in Rome about disputable matters, opinions, things that are not explicitly biblical one way or the other, but which Christians have varying convictions on. And of course, this was happening between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians in the church in Rome. They were in very different places, shall we say, as it relates to the observance of holy days and what sorts of food to um, to eat. And, and the Gentiles were on one side saying, we're free in Christ. These laws have been fulfilled in Christ. They, they're no longer binding on the, the, the Christian. These Jewish Christians were saying, no, 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 these are part of our heritage. It's part of what it means for us to walk faithfully with God and sincere devotion to him. These things are very important. And Paul um, writes to them, and he gives um, admonitions to the strong and to the weak. Now, remember, strong and weak are not descriptions of character or whose faith is better um, or whose convictions are more sincere. That's not what Paul means by strong and weak. Paul means by strong and weak— those who are um it's a spectrum of biblical maturity it's a sp- it's a spectrum of theological uh, robustness that those who are stronger in their faith um because their understanding of various disputable matters is grounded more in scripture and truth versus um their experience or background or their family of origin or what have you um they they see things to, in a little more clearly to their biblical essence. Those who are weaker in their faith, it's not that they don't have truth. It's just that their application of it relates to their personal context and personal situation um, is, is also tainted by background and family and their experiences and, and those sorts of things. And again, Paul never um, rebukes the weak or the strong for their convictions. He just gives them instructions about how to relate to one another. Now, where we left off last time was saying that even with saying all that, though, Paul does identify himself with the strong. And by identifying himself with the strong, he's certainly giving us a model for how he wants us to mature and grow in our faith. Paul does say a number of times in his letters I, as I imitate Christ, you imitate me. Paul clearly, um, in certain aspects of his life, holds those up as a model to say, um, obviously who I am is by the sheer grace of God, but for those, for those parts of me in my life that emulate Christ, then imitate those things. And I believe it is Paul's desire to see the weak become stronger. Okay, to see the strong become even stronger. In order, in other words, in order for us all to continue to obtain to the maturity of the faith in biblical knowledge and biblical truth, so that our faith is stronger and stronger. Our biblical convictions or our personal convictions are based more and more on scripture. So Paul clearly, and we looked at this yesterday. There's all sorts of verses and admonitions Paul has in his letters about becoming mature in Christ, growing in Christ, being stronger in Christ. Now, one of you had a question this week, and I'm going I'm to flip over to it, um, where you ask this question. Um, you said that you understand how the issue of voting, for example, um, could be an issue of uh, a, a disputable matter. Um, but what about a very specific um, political issue, for example, abortion? is. Could that be considered a disputable matter? And this is a great question, I think, related to what we're talking about weak and strong. Because I do believe that while issues of party affiliation and voting can be adiaphora, can be disputable matters, the the underlying biblical issues that form the heart of our disagreements uh, with worldviews aren't adiaphora. Okay, if that makes sense. Um, so so for example, um, it's been a big part of the movement among progressive forms of Christianity to say that same-sex marriage or transgenderism uh, those are Issues of adiaphora. So we, uh, we, you think one thing, um, I think another. um, That's an issue. We should just let everybody have their own perspective and their own opinion. Okay, and I think that that's that's wrong. Okay, on several levels. One is I I believe there are very clear scriptural teachings about the nature of marriage, the nature of gender. Of sexuality, of what it means to be men and women living in complementary relationship to one another. I don't think there's anything disputable about it. I think that that issue is um, laid out in scripture with great clarity. I think that the progressive position on these things is more driven by, um, to be quite honest, a a recognition that this is the word of God. This is what the word of God says. This is what I want to do. And i would got to find some sort of hermeneutic to make that position conform or my beliefs conform to Scripture, or or Scripture actually to conform to my beliefs. And and so I think the same issue is with abortion. Um, Now, as Christians, we may disagree about strategy. We may disagree about... um, political means and ends, and the best way to achieve, um, you know, uh, the goal of eradicating abortion, for example. Um, and and we've talked about this in previous devotionals, right? The issue of, of character of candidate versus their policy. And I think those can be genuinely disputable matters. But in terms of our core convictions about, for example, abortion, I don't think they're is any lack of clarity in scripture. When we understand the way that scripture speaks to life, that life um, doesn't just begin at conception, although it does biologically, but God, it says in his word, has foreknown his people before the foundation of the world. So when we think about that, souls are tied up and captured in the eternal purposes of God he knows us he knows us before we were born he intimately knows us i mean how and and how that's possible i mean it's it's mind blowing but we have to say from scripture it's true and so when we think about the fact that we're foreknown before the foundation of the world that we are made and created in the image of God that God is the creator and sustainer of life we come to understand, I think, related to that issue um, of how wrong it is to eradicate a life in the womb, just as wrong as it would be to hold someone in slavery, just as wrong as it would be to discriminate a some, against someone racially. I mean, we could, we could go on and on. I, I think it's that clear. I don't think it's a matter of adiaphora. What is a matter of adiaphora, again, might be Strategy, what's the best way to go about these things? Laws, changing people's hearts. But I, I would add one thing to this, though. I think that as we grow in Scripture, okay, that, that's my short answer to that question, okay? Um, but I believe that the, the, the there's a broader issue here, that as we grow in our knowledge of God's Word, God's Word ceases less to be a proof text okay um sort of way of identifying right and wrong in other words it says don't kill don't kill okay um it says man and woman for a marital relationship it has to be a man and woman for a marriage relationship i think certainly that, that's part of having a biblical worldview but being a biblical having from the perspective of the word of god I think it's what Paul means when he talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ, that when we look at the world, uh, we're not looking at the world through the lens of just, of just specific Bible verses, but there is a gaze by which we understand that all of life holistically falls under the lordship of Jesus, and when we begin to think about things like that, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, that Jesus is king and he is sovereign and he is establishing his kingdom. And as we become more and more and more familiar with his word and reading his word, Jesus's word, and, and seeing how all of life fits together under the Lordship of Christ, then we begin to develop a, a gaze, a, a biblical instinct Uh, a sort of a biblical reflex for what it means to view all of life, um, cohering together. So this was the original idea of the university, right? So we hear a lot about diversity and there can be diversity in a good sense and diversity in a bad sense. It means convergence of opinions or perspectives or, uh, worldviews. Well, in the university, uni meaning one There was this idea that all these fields of study were being unified under the broad scope and knowledge of who God is. So whether it's science, biology, mathematics, English, everything related to the authority of God. And the question was, how do we understand this particular subject matter in light of God's universally revealed truth in the world and in his word? And so, going back to this question about abortion, for example, this, this goes way beyond like, well, Pastor Paul, show me the specific verse that condemns abortion. Um, and, or, or, or show me where it says, thou shall not, or thou shall. And if we approach the Bible in that way, woodenly, okay, then we're going to find all sorts of loopholes to do what the heart wants to do. However, when we begin to look at the whole scope of waiting and looking at issues, then we come to understand it's really not very difficult at all, right? God has valued life. God has sustained and created life. God has foreknown us before the foundations of the world. We are made in the image of God. Children are a gift. When you begin to, to bring all of those biblical ideas together, then it becomes very clear, I believe, what the biblical perspective is on these issues. So yes, no, I do not think choice is a disputable matter. There can be disputes about the best way to uh, accomplish political goals, but that's for another devotional. Maybe we'll talk about that one tomorrow or something else. Anyway, hope you join us. Hope that was helpful. Lord, we do want to be obedient. We do want to take every thought captive. We want to do see all of life from your vantage point of the, of your word. So help us to grow, help us to grow in maturity and theological um, um, acuity in your word and in our personal convictions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks everybody. Have a great day.